Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Today I'm recording from isolation at my hotel room in Kiev, Ukraine. And I'll get back to the part about why I'm in isolation at the moment. First of all, I want to send a big thanks to my 48 patrons. Your support is invaluable. And as I said on my most recent podcast, your support has made it possible for me to invest in a podcast mixer or a soundboard. It arrived to my house shortly before I left here for Ukraine. So I can't wait to get started using it. Hopefully it will increase the quality of my podcast, especially the guest episodes. But it will also help me in terms of cutting down the time usage for each episode. If anyone else would like to help the podcast grow and help me make the podcast or make my podcasting life a little easier, you could also consider signing up as a patron on patreon.com slash Doing so will mean you donate a specific amount of your own choosing at the start of each month. You can stop your donations again whenever you want to. There's no binding, but donating does give you some benefits. Uh, besides the fact that you spread good karma, of course, and you help me, which should be enough, obviously. But apart from that, you'll also get early access to all my guest episodes, just as you'll be in with a chance of winning prizes, which can be signed shirts, playing shirts of mine, Forza equipment, White Men Will, or yeah, other cool prizes uh, each month. I think this month it will be some uh, very cool souvenirs here from the European Badminton Championships. And as soon as I hit 50 patrons, which is uh, just two patrons away, I'll also start doing monthly live sessions for patrons only. So once again, please consider signing up as a patron on patreon.com slash I'll leave the link in the show notes as well. Right, let's get into talking about another couple of crazy days with the COVID-19 related issues and also ridiculous travel arrangements. It seems like it's just not possible to get like a quiet and normal build up to events anymore. Like ever since we restarted the World Tour of Badminton back in January with the tournaments in in Thailand, I basically haven't been to an event where chaos wasn't part of it. Crazy travel plans because of limited travel options at the moment is one part of it, no doubt. But positive COVID tests has just played the biggest part, no doubt about that at all. And this week or these few days at the European Championships is unfortunately no exception. That's also the reason why I am now in isolation, hopefully just for a couple of days. But before getting into that, I know I'm teaching it a lot now. Let me just first give you a rundown of how a simple trip from Copenhagen to Kiev ended up taking something like 19 hours. Yes, I know it's crazy. 19 hours to get from Copenhagen to Kiev. I left my house at 7 in the morning on Friday. I had a 9.50 flight from Copenhagen 
to Vienna. Uh, we had a connecting flight in Vienna with a short transfer time of just uh, 35 minutes. We were meant to arrive then in Kiev at 2.55, so at 3 in the, uh, in the afternoon. I was of course traveling with the rest of the, the Danish team. Sometimes we travel on uh, separate travel plans, but for championships like these, we travel as, uh, as one big group. The flight in Copenhagen got delayed because of some issue with air traffic control, actually. So they closed down the, uh, the airspace for a, a short while. I'm not sure if it was in Copenhagen or, or Vienna. But it meant that we missed the flight in Vienna. And since there were no other daily flights to Kiev from there, we had to get rebooked to a flight going to Frankfurt. So flying from Vienna to Frankfurt, then from Frankfurt on to Kiev. Actually, I think it's quite lucky that it was even possible because, as I said, we, we traveled in one big group, so we were more than 20 players and, and staff members. So it was quite lucky that there was actually enough empty seats on both the flight from Vienna to Frankfurt, but also on the flight from Frankfurt to Kiev. But going through, Germany offered another small obstacle for us as well. We needed a new COVID test as the one we took in Denmark to get on the flight to Vienna and onto Kiev only had to be 70, a maximum 72 hours old. That was the Ukrainian requirements. So we took the COVID test, most of us on, uh, on Wednesday, some even did it on Tuesday. But the German requirements says that the test cannot be more than 48 hours old. So we had to leave the airport area to go out and pay for a new COVID test with a, a rapid uh, reply uh, result, um, yeah, just to be able to, to enter Germany. All of this went well, but of course, this was not the most relaxing travel day I've, I've ever tried. And with the flight to Frankfurt, not leaving until half past five in the afternoon and the next one from Frankfurt leaving almost at nine in the evening and with another one hour transport time from Kiev airport to the hotel. We ended up arriving at the hotel around two o'clock at night. Two o'clock at night and I left, as I said, from home at seven in the morning. So that was a travel total of something like 19 hours. That's basically like a normal trip to Asia. And we only went from Denmark to Kiev, Ukraine. That is just crazy. I got to bed around three, but yeah, there wasn't really uh, a good chance to get a lot of sleep and a long lie-in as we had, I had to be up for another COVID test arranged by the tournament organizers. I had that at, uh, at nine, I think in the morning or 9.15, something like that. Uh, the entire team had to get tested. That, that's uh, just the COVID-19 protocol here that everyone had to get tested after arriving. After the test, we had to isolate in our rooms for the rest of the day. And if anyone has lost track already, I'm still talking about Saturday. We left Friday, then Saturday we had to isolate in the rooms after the testing. Of course, we did not expect this test to be a real issue. All of us had done at least two PCR tests in Denmark within the last week. We did one uh, to be able to train at the National Center. We have to do that every week. But we also did the one on Tuesday or Wednesday to be able to board the, the flight to Vienna. We also did the antigen test in Germany or in, in Vienna to be able to board the flight to Germany. 
So yeah, we all had at least three tests within the uh, the last week that were all negative. So we were just looking forward to uh, getting it uh, over with and uh, have no isolation on Sunday and a normal day of two training sessions. But as you probably figured, that wasn't going to be so simple. Uh, it turned out that one of our doubles players, Joel Eibe, one of the uh, the guys who'd never played the European Championships before, it was his meant going to be his debut here he tested positive on his test on saturday we were told on sunday morning so today the day i'm recording this rules here are not so strict on who's considered close contacts basically the the organizers are only only considering roommates and or doubles partners to be close contacts so for the morning session in the main hall, everyone except Ibe and his partner Rasmus Kerr, and also actually Niklas Nør, who sat next to Ibe on all three flights, had to stay home and get retested while the rest of us could go for training. Actually, Niklas didn't need to stay back. It was just the uh, the Danish staff members who said that they felt uh, better if he, uh, he got another test as well and, and stayed home. So I went to training. I thought it was a real nice arena to play in. Uh, the setup wasn't completely done, but the lighting was up and the courts were were put on the floor and everything. So it, it felt like a real nice arena. And I just felt really good uh, after that training session. Uh, not in terms of my body, that felt a bit uh, tired and stiff still after the uh, the long travel and a day of isolation. But my mood was, was quite good that I was looking forward to, to play in this arena. Obviously, it didn't take so long before my uh, my mood changed uh, for the worse, unfortunately. Because after we got back to the hotel and shortly before we had to leave for the second training session, the uh, the retesting of uh, Iper and the other guys came back, and unfortunately, it confirmed that Joshua Iper was was positive, which is uh, yeah quite a quite a surprise to us. So apart from of course, him and his doubles partner being isolated for the next 13 days here in the hotel, which is brutal. Uh, which that's just the the organizers' rules or the the, the Ukrainian health authorities' rules. The Danish staff they decided that no, who sat next to him on the flight, as I said, all three flights, but also Gemke, who sat behind him in the bus from the airport to the hotel and myself who sat in front of him in the bus we had to stay at the hotel and isolate we couldn't go to training with the rest of the team i didn't say one word to ipe on the bus we never faced each other but yeah i was of course sitting within uh, one or two meters as i was in the the row in front of him and yeah the staff thought it would be better to not risk anything be extra careful uh, for a while and get the entire team, not only me, Gemke, and Nerd retested with another PCR test, but the entire team get retested on Tuesday. So that will be the fourth day since our last contact with the IPA, just to really minimize the chance or the risk of us pa passing it on if we have been infected by the, the contact we've had with IPA over the past few days. So that now means I can't go to the hotel restaurant to eat. I will have all my meals served at the hotel room. I can't join the rest of the team for badminton sessions nor gym sessions as well, 
we have been actually just granted access to training tomorrow, uh, Gemke, Nur and myself in the practice hall in the morning. The entire team had a practice session there, but they said that it can only be the three of us that are going and we need to uh, to keep distance uh, between us at all times. So we can only do one, one against one exercises, no exercises where we are on the same side of the, uh, the court. And then the rest of the team will only do gym session and then go to the main hall later on and we won't be able to join them for, for that session. So again, I just want to emphasize, this is not a requirement from the organizers. We are not considered as close contacts here in Ukraine. This is simply just the Danish staff that are taking extra precautions to try and make sure that we're not spreading the virus to the entire team and eventually then on to others in case one of us has been infected from yeah, Joel Iber or from anywhere else. Of course, it's not optimal in, in any way in terms of my preparations uh, for the event, but at least I did get to have a hit in the main hall. I'm really, really happy about that. And uh, I appreciate the fact that I did get some time there before all of this happened. I will also get my body going a little bit in training tomorrow, uh, yeah, Monday morning. So I'll try my best to adapt a more positive mindset and prepare as well as possible in, in the given situation. Because what I learned from the experience at All England, where preparations were obviously very bad as well, is that thinking negatively about it will only make it worse. If things do turn out well in the end and I'm allowed to play, it will only have made my preparations worse if my mindset has been very negative. My, it will affect my body and my mind. So I'll try to be more positive this time. We will know on Tuesday after the PCR test, if I can play or not. My first match is set to be played on Wednesday. So now I just need to put on the right mindset and make sure I don't drag myself down into the mud so I can be as ready as possible for that match should I test negative once again on Tuesday, which obviously I do expect as I didn't have any real contact with Iper in the bus. So yeah, that's the goal for now. Be positive, prepare as if I will be playing on Wednesday. Accept the current conditions as bad as they are. It's currently just out of my control. What I can control is my mindset and the preparations I do here in the room and in the one training session I have on Monday morning in the, uh, in the training hall. I just want to say that without wanting to sound too much like a spoiled kid, I know that there's a risk of that. I do need to dig a little deeper at the moment to find the real motivation to keep traveling like this. We had troubles in Thailand, we had troubles in all England, we had troubles in Oliang as well with the, with the travel. Isolation is mentally draining, no doubt about that. I have a lot of respect for the players who come from some of the countries where they have to go into hard quarantines for two or even three weeks after returning home from from these events honestly i'm not sure i would be able to do it perhaps it doesn't sound so bad for you guys who are, who are listening to this i don't know but i can just say that now with the experience i have from from these events it is it is tough mentally, no doubt about it. It feels very tough for me. And I, as I said, I, I need to dig a little deeper at the moment to, to keep finding the motivation in that. I, I love the game just as much. I love being on court, but this is, this is not helping in terms of enjoying uh, badminton and traveling. But anyway, 
time to start the positive thinking. That will be the last uh, negativity for me, or at least I'll try to make it the last negativity. Hopefully, I'll be fighting to win a European medal starting on Wednesday. I can't wait for that. So, guys and girls, thanks for listening. I'll be back later during the week with another hopefully very positive update. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.